Hey guys, welcome back to Final Sector. I'm Michael, as always, joined by Kyle. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the Australian Grand Prix that just happened, uh, of which you were at, Kyle. So I wanted to start uh, basically by just asking your opinions, because uh, this is the first time that you've been to a full weekend live. Um, I just kind of wanted to, to get your, your thoughts on what was different and what you liked or preferred to, to live or or the recording or you know just just your general thoughts of the the live experience so. yeah i've thought about this a fair bit because as you mentioned i've been to a lot of like thursdays and fridays and saturdays but often it's the first race so i kind of want to see it at home watching it to kind of you know mm. get the idea of what's going on for the year but it helps this year that i had some mates that were coming in to go with um and it was the third race of the year so it's kind of like a win-win saying well bloody hell if i'm gonna do it on one year mm. i'll do it on this year so i was just in the kind of general admissions so if you sure saw all those giant crowds in in the hills that's that's where i was in in the in the mosh pit you're going in, on out there you were in um, the back of a johnny herb photo when he was in one of those old school <laughs> f1 cars so if you if you if you haven't seen it yet on the sky sports piece if you watch johnny herbert in the uh in the williams when he's coming back and he's talking about his expectations for the race if you look in the background you might see a familiar face <laughs> sitting there looking like he doesn't know what to do he doesn't want to do anything silly because they won't use the cut so i'm just like very yep yep very. <laughs> mm, yes yes um hello sir Yes. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Johnny. I didn't realize he was in the car until I heard him talking. I went, oh, it's Johnny. I thought it was just some random bloke it's, and they were taking a photo of him. It's a very distinct voice, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and his, I saw his hairline. I was like, I know that hairline. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, I guess the experience itself, watching the race, I was curious what it'd be like. Mm. We did get in quite early, especially on the Saturday-Sunday. We chose basically the busiest point on the track, which is the Turn 1-2 exit, because, of course, it's very popular. And this track, one of the downsides of being a spectator is it's quite a large kind of oval, so you really only get, like, very small snippets and not too many hills, too, so you kind of eye-line with the track. Mm. So we came in early and we plucked ourselves down the exit of Turn 2. We, it was good because you had the screen as well, so you could actually, you know, watch what was going on mm. through the race. Um for the race itself i mean the main thing that came out which i didn't think about was often when you're watching on tv and you're kind of seeing like the leaders and there's a bit of a gap form and you kind of don't notice it growing over time you kind of see like the number in the top left and the gap growing you know each lap mm. but i guess because you you visually often have both the cars in shot you don't really notice it sure but when you're there on the ground you see the cars come through lap one and then lap two and then lap three and each time you notice the first car comes through and you really notice that the second one's coming through how much later the second one comes through and as well because of the scale of the track you're actually there you notice how much time it's actually like representative of like mm. you see like six seven seconds on the screen but when you're there it actually feels like so much time like they would come through t like charles would come through t1 he'd go out t2 and then it would be quiet and then max would come through and it would just mm. seem like such a massive gap like even six seven seconds seems colossal and it put in perspective of you know you see cars get lapped or sometimes a, a one car pull a bit of a performance gap and sometimes you know you'll say oh well they're only like mercedes for example you could say oh they're only 20 30 seconds off the pace but when you see that physically see how much time actually that is in physical distance it's like it's amazing it was something mm. I, I kind of was noticing and even everyone there every lap Charles was ahead everyone was going oh my god like he's so far ahead <laughs> yeah, and it helped. Yeah. there was a lot of sh there was a lot of Ferrari fans there which was good to see so everyone mm. was really excited and every time he came by everyone was clapping and everything mm. um Cool. So I think that's the main thing that stood out. But I mean, the atmosphere was great because it was absolutely packed to the brim there. I mean, as I say, there was almost everyone in gear. There was a crew of guys that were obviously from um, 
they were from obviously Brazil and Mexico near us because they were in Lucha, they were in like the classic Luchador masks. Ah, that's and they cool. had like giant Mexican yep. flags and everything. And whenever Checo made a move, they were like, "Yeah, go, yeah, go!" <laughs> and everyone around them was like, "Calm down, these are." <laughs> no, that's so awesome. That was really good. Yeah. Um. But it was good. I mean, as I say, it was nice to be able to follow it from the screen, but of course, you really couldn't hear much of the commentary, and the commentary was on track commentary, so yep. some of it, you were kind of guessing what was going on. I mean, we saw, like, I actually got to see Max Pullover, but no one really knew why and what was mm, going on, yep. so you kind of were yep. guessing a bit, but it was nice to almost be in a big group of people that were also all guessing and reacting and everything, so, I mean, if you're a fan, you haven't done it, It's you've got to do it at least once, just for the atmosphere, exactly, yeah. just for the atmosphere and the feeling. Yeah. Um, if I was to go again on a race day, I'd definitely be looking at like a grandstand thing. Again, I guess you get less of that kind of, you know, boxed in sardines energy type thing. Sure. But as a viewer, you know, you do get to see a bit a more bit in that. More, sure. um, so that was my, my main takeaways personally. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's... But it was... Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, it is interesting to see like through the camera, the, again, the distances. It's you sometimes forget just how fast these cars are and how big these tracks are um, because they just yes. look so small on the screen. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's... And even three seconds yeah. may seem small, but yeah. you see it in person, and three seconds is a long time. Yeah. Like, it looks yeah. like it's just gone, yeah. you know? That's real interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, before we get into the, the actual breakdown, I uh, want to say uh, welcome to our Spotify listeners, if this is your first time listening. Yeah. Um, we have uploaded... We I think we uploaded the... Uh, the race preview. I'm not sure if I haven't even looked at the analytics of that. I have no idea if anyone listened to that. Probably not. But if you're here, that's awesome. Um, then uh, either you can you can listen on Spotify or you can watch on uh, on YouTube. And there will be a little benefit to watching on YouTube for this one because uh, Kyle did get a little bit of footage of uh, the Grand Prix while he was there. So we'll be putting uh, or Kyle will find a few little clips up maybe. Yeah, either. <laughs> Uh, dispersed throughout the video or somewhere at the end or you know so uh, stay tuned for that but uh, we'll get into uh, the the points that I've made for this one and and I've gone it just kind of happened as I was making the points uh, they ended up being yep. team by team we sort of discussed this before we started recording um, but and we have to start with Ferrari um, yes. and specifically I'm gonna the 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 tagline that I've got is the dichotomy of the Ferrari drivers because they both had yep. uh, very different weekends. Um, start with Charles. Obviously, he gets pole uh, and pretty comfortably wins the race. It was just about he the perfect just weekend. He runs away with it. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, he... <laughs> it's not like it was that easy. He had to deal with, what, two safety cars, you mm. know? Um, he had Max all over him when, when Max was still in the race. Yeah, um, yeah. on both safety car drivers. Drivers. yeah. Exactly. There was lots of drivers struggling with all sorts of things out there. We saw some intense graining, you know, temperatures mm. and wind and everything. Even the sun is an issue there you saw in qualifying, and yet he was just so comfortable. Like, you felt like you were watching Schumacher out there, you know? Yeah. It was it was amazing just yeah. how comfortable it was. And I, I was thinking, it was funny, I was thinking back to, to pre-season and a lot of people guessing, thinking, oh, I reckon, you know, I reckon Sainz might be still be able to beat Leclerc. And you and me are like, no, I mm. think if things are good, he's going to pull yep. out the magic. And this I was never, the race yeah. where I went, that's, that's the yeah. Leclerc that we knew was there, yep. that, yep. you know, was just a bit dormant last year. It was in full force mm -hmm. all weekend, even qualifying. Like, his lap was... See ya, bye-bye. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that car is just obviously working for him. But, yeah, it's... I, I don't know who said it. One of the commentators saying, and I, and I do believe it, is that Leclerc's just sort of stepped up to that other level where... Yes. Um, I think we, we talked about it 
in one of one of our f- preseason videos talking about how Leclerc he kind of needs to stop making those silly errors that he maybe might have made in in the past. You know, we knew he had the yep. the, the speed and the pace um, and the potential consistency if he could sort of grow out of uh, or, or you know get past making those those silly errors uh, like he would have made in the past. And yeah, he's he, he I feel like he's made that step. He just didn't put a foot wrong all weekend. It's just it was no. perfect. It was literally unstoppable. Like, um, on on the other hand, we've got Carlos Sainz, who is uh, yes. very stoppable, as it seems. Um, Probably had the worst weekend of maybe his career, as might far be, as I know. Yeah. There was, yep. yeah, there was. Um, uh, let's be upfront about it. He was plagued by a lot of little things that mm. were out of his control, and a lot of things that he had to try and work around. Right? Yeah. What I was thinking again in that phase is if Leclerc was in the same phase, I reckon he would have dealt with them a bit better, you know, like he would have kind of gone, okay, this is the case, I've just got to get on with it. I mean, even starting and qualifying for his last lap, I mean, he got unlucky in the red flag and that he didn't get his lap through, mm. but then they had a problem with the starter getting the car up, and then he said he couldn't get his tire up to temperature, and then he had, you know, had the off, and I still feel like Leclerc in that could have at least put something together, and even on the radio and afterwards in the pit box, he's kind of like, oh, it was out of my control, and this and that, and da 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 you know, he was kind of like being a bit ranty and a bit blamey yeah. in that, which you can't blame drivers, especially when their adrenaline is going, and he knew he was quick all weekend, but I still felt like Leclerc in that point would have still you know, being able to manage to put... I mean, how many times have we heard the team at Red Bull come out and say, oh, our car was an absolute dog, and mm. yet Verstappen's up there doing things. Or Hamilton, and they're saying the Mercedes is a piece of crap, and Hamilton's still doing amazing things, you know, and you mm. see that from Leclerc, and it's one of these instances where you've got signs and Checo where they're done fine when everything comes together, but... Yeah, and I mean, then we can go into it, right? How much did it actually unravel and... <laughs> For yeah, signs. it, it was. <laughs> yeah, it really couldn't have got much worse. Like obviously, it, it all started with that. Uh, you know, one second too late crossing the finish line on that Q three run, uh, where he he missed out obviously because of the, the the red flag that came out during Q three uh, and is the new rules as of I think it's was it last year they came in where um, if you uh, if you're on a hot lap. And a red flag comes out at any point. You it doesn't matter where you are. They just did. Yeah, they, just they did change lap. a few of the flags. Um, after. Yeah, yep. so he was like, I don't know, it was like a second or less than a second from the finish line. The red flag came out. He was on like a, a lap that would have got him probably P three, P four. I think they said it was fourth. Yeah, if he said no better lap. It would have kept him fourth. Um, so. And yeah, they they deleted that lap, so he couldn't. He didn't get his his first bank lap yeah, in, and it. then uh, when he came out for the second part, uh, he couldn't yeah couldn't get the tires up to temperature. Ended up starting P nine, which given that Charles comfortably put at P one, that's not a good result. Um, then during the race, uh, during the start of the race, he dropped back to P fourteen because he just didn't get away from the line very well. He had a bad start. He had a he really was one bad of the one. Few- of note, he was one of the few drivers on the hards, but yes. then on that note as well, we saw some great stuff from the other hard drivers. Mm. It's not like that was a bad thing. He just seemed to... He had that poor start, as you said. He really struggled on those hards, yeah. and then he faffed it up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then got into the gravel trap, and yeah, that was him That was him out. Uh, yep. He just seemed to be... Ever since that that one quality lap where it should... The, the quality lap that should have been, I feel like it just... It just he just got a bit flustered and yeah on tilt yeah exactly just tilted and it just got worse and worse and worse, Um, and I don't know it just seems like this could be the weekend where 
Ferrari start to be like, okay, we're just going to make Charles the number one driver and you can be the number two driver, even though they probably they're not going to explicitly say that and so far they've been very open about say okay no there's we don't have a number one driver we're going to let them we give them the same opportunities it's not going to stay that way for long and like this weekend is just another example of them probably it's 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 probably going to be moving towards them favoring charles because he's going to be the one that's going to win them the championship if they need to yeah Mm. i mean the 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 other side of of course is charles is now even so early on, has quite a sizable lead that even if he was yep. up there, it's not like they'd go, you know, hey, we need to give you the place. They're kind of like, this is fine because everyone else is still a while away back. Yeah. But if it did come up or, you know, they needed to put him in a, in a position to keep him out there to hold up another driver, mm. you can see some of that coming to play because yeah. you already know that Red Bull are going to do it with Checo, right? Oh, yeah, There's no doubt about that. So if Max comes into play, they've got to keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, do, you, do you think it's now officially Leclerc's championship to lose because it's kind of feeling that way I know it's I I know it's only three races but it just it it feels like now this is this is Leclerc's to lose I don't I know it is only yeah yeah. three races I mean even I was even thinking it before I heard like I listened today to a few of the the analysis from like the race in the BBC Mm. and even they were asking each other you know even semi-unironically saying is it his championship now to lose? And they all kind of went, well, it is, yeah. because that car is amazing. Even when the Red Bull is up to pace, yeah. which we'll get onto, it looks fragile. The Mercedes is still a while away, and yes, they're being consistent, but, I mean, even as I saw on the track, the distance between them is that big that they're going to need a tremendous amount of work yeah. to even get back up to a point where they can challenge. And Leclerc just looks so good. Mm. The Ferrari just looks so good. Yep. It's kind of like, ooh, like, I don't know if it almost... Because it's fresh and new, it doesn't put a damper on the fact that there's already such a big lead. Like, if this was, like, Hamilton up there with such a big lead, it'd be like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> please not again. Yeah. But it's the fact that it's so new yeah. and fresh blood that I like it. But yeah. I almost think there's a bit of hope where we're saying, look, we know that the Red Bull is quick. They've just got a bit to work out. But that's okay because we don't mind it's Ferrari and say with the Mercedes, right? So, yeah. um, but, but it's certainly, to go back to your actual question, yeah, he's, he's to lose. He's mm. bloody, yeah. he just looks calm confident composed i mean it, he was even out there even in qualifying bouncing around like a bloody lunatic heading around that, that back section was and he so came bad. out i know and he even comes out and he says i don't really mind it and he, <laughs> even in the analysis with um i think it was um with with Karun, wow and he was kind of talking about it and he said yeah no heading into that left right chicane he actually can't see his point because he's bouncing but he's just kind of so confident he just knows when to turn in unreal. and then he's just fine and it's like that's unreal god the, he's going through all that he doesn't even comment about it as a problem he's just like that just gets you know, on with it just part yeah. of driving yeah. it just shows his mindset is like He's yeah, been preparing he's... for this all his life. Yeah. And as we say, he stepped up to the ER. It's presented it to him. He's gone, I'm ready. And Fuck it oh all. man, what a start. What a bloody start. It's 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 ominous for anyone else who could potentially challenge, but let's yeah. let's let's move on to someone who could potentially challenge. Let's move to Red Bull. And my point is, uh, is Max's title fight already over? <laughs> maybe that's a bit maybe that's a bit much, but Don't they're... know about over, but they're relia- Very much on the back foot. Big re- question mark, let's say, right, is the yeah. answer. Their reliability, reliability at the moment is among the worst, uh, if not the worst. You know, that's two out of three races that he's retired from. Uh, that's three out of six, including Checo's first race. They're literally yes. half of their three races in, half of it, 50% retirements. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. That is... Um, that could 
put them in a position not even to take like take them out of the title fight that could drop them to like third fourth in constructors or drivers like that's enough to drop them that far you um, do need to i mean yeah. look you can see that mercedes despite having nowhere near the pace of them like yeah they were yeah. kind of keeping up with checo but checo was kind of just being safe i think a bit like okay mm. let's be a bit safe here mercedes is still they're ahead of them in the constructors and you could say in a few races they get their act together well then maybe they're fighting for second and yeah. you know they, they should have this giant lead over them easily yeah and the other thing as well is it seems like these issues are kind of just all popping out of nowhere like we had the first mm. retirements and they had like the the alleged issue with like the fuel pump and the overheating or something weird they didn't expect and then this time they were saying it was actually like a pipe or something that they think is bursting the engine that mm. we, and it's just like what like they're kind of just discovering all these issues out of nowhere they yeah. didn't find it. it's like well what bloody else is gonna go on we you know is this also what's been affecting the, the alpha tarries or what's been going on with them mm. so it's it's very ominous. Yeah, it's, it's not like, good. Okay, if they can, if they at least had the reliability there, then you know they'd say, "Oh, they're a bit off the pace," but you know, but that's it's not their concern at all. Even mm. because of the way the the engine freeze works, you want to have a really powerful, unreliable car because you can, under those like under that freeze, under those regulations, you can actually change parts of the engine for reliability purposes. That might have been it. Yeah. But you can't change anything for performance. So if you've got the performance. Uh, there and you can maybe it's unreliable now you might the only problem is is that you might have to sacrifice this year with the reliability problems to get it under control for you know 2023 yes. 2024 um but yeah they, they can actually make tweaks for reliability reasons but yeah not for performance reasons so uh i don't and it might have been the case where it was saying as a yeah. positive almost this and at least they've got the pace there yeah. yeah i don't know if that's actually the case but that would just be my thinking um it would make the yep. most sense so uh but yeah i mean at the moment it doesn't matter how fast our engine is if they can't even win the race or they can't even complete the race rather Finish so, yeah race, so yes um but like even then it's like max couldn't challenge that ferrari uh like he could on the restarts a little bit uh for like half a lap and then charles would fuck off he's in gone. the third sector and he's, he's out of drs and it's like he just can't get close again. Um, yeah. I think he started to, to kind of match uh, Charles's pace before whatever fucking pipe burst in his engine. But, um, you know, he, you just feel like, oh, he's, he's, he's matched his lap. He's gone for a fastest lap. And then Charles will just go out and do a faster one. Yes. You just kind of felt like that was always going to be the case. So, um, and we even saw that yeah. towards the end when Charles was the fastest man out there, and yeah. Kong on the radio saying, "Can I do the fastest yeah, lap?" Yeah, His yeah. is almost like you're just doing it already. Yeah. Like just driving around the pace you are. And in yeah. the last lap, he sent it and still just blitzed it to go. By the way, this was the sandbags. Yep. And we're like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, yeah. D do we want to talk about? I guess I mean Checo got P two, so he kind of salvaged a little bit for for Red Bull. Um, yep apparently whatever issue they actually said on the radio because checker was worried after max's retirement they said yes. it was more an issue with max's car uh you know yeah, they weren't worried for, for checkos but i think he's right to be a little bit worried given the the track record so far but um it's still yeah. a good result at least he brought home some points for red bull he's kind of kept them in it uh even though i think they're yeah, they're, they're probably still third i don't even know all i know is that Mercedes is third, second. Yes. so um <laughs> yeah so the you know they're still kind of there but you know for every every time uh one of the cars doesn't 
complete a race. You know, that's Ferrari ramping on ahead. I mean, Carlos didn't complete this one, so it's kind of helped out a little bit by keeping that a little bit... Uh, keeping them sort of yes. in line a little bit, but um, in line-ish. But when when yeah. the fact is, if you take Charles alone as a sole driver, he still has more points than any other manufacturer, right? Yep. So he could be yep. up there by himself. Yep, very which true. Goes so. to show, uh, the job that he's doing. But um, yeah, a lot of interesting talking points mm-hmm. heading to Imola for, for oh, Red yeah. Bull. That's for sure. Hundred percent. So uh, we did mention Mercedes briefly. Let's move on to them. Uh, have have Mercedes found some pace? They actually looked pretty good this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if it was a case of finding pace. I think, I think just in terms of their race management, I think they were kind of. It's hard to say it because when you go from Mercedes down, I've got a bit of a theme here where there has been a bit of like a, a mix up, and I believe I messaged you. I think it was. I don't know if it was after the just after the race or something, mm. I said it seemed like that a lot of this was quite track-specific, because although this track is similar to Jeddah, it's still quite unique in a different sense, and it's a different yep. time of day, and it has a different track texture and all of those kind of factors, right? Mm-hmm. And all you need to do is look from, you know, even who was struggling at Q3 that had been blitzing Q1, you know, the previous race before, or rather the other way around, you start with Q1, right? Yes, Q3. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so those teams that were struggling to get How long have you been Q1 watching Formula they- 1? <laughs> I, I don't know, remember man. if it's one two three or three two one. I, I every time I got to second guess it. But yeah, so I, like even not going into them now, but even like the horses and that right were struggling in the mm. alphas. But you go the previous weeks, they were easily you know kind of top, top of the midfield kind of thing. So mm. I think Mercedes are more just showing again that they're aware of where they are. They kind of have found like a working point with the car, but they can't really push it at all. And really. Their main competitors this weekend was McLaren. I think McLaren to say that McLaren was their main competitor is a good sign for McLaren. Yes. Given yep. you know you look at them back in Bahrain and what was happening and the fear coming here, so that was a great point for the for the Aussie fans, given that how popular their two drivers are in Australia, especially. Yep. Um, it almost seems to be their trend now where they're saying, look, while we've still got a lot of pace to find, we're kind of just running with what we've got, still utilizing our you know our strategy and our two good drivers and kind of just banking what we can, and that's what they did again. You know, they kind of just gave their drivers a car which they could set a good lap with and they both set a pretty good lap and then they just kept it safe and kept it steady and did faff around with their drivers, took advantage of a safety car and brought it home. Um, Still the gap to the front when you look at it from that you realise is big, but they're still at least a little bit comfortably ahead of that midfield gaggle it seems. Mm. They might get a bit mixed up in there as we're seeing going forward, but they're still kind of like got their baseline i think now and they're kind of like going okay we can be kind of comfortable here we're not too far back it's not big red flags now what's the six month plan to now get out of this spot yeah yeah i guess uh, we mentioned the porpoising the bouncing of the ferrari earlier the mercedes was doing it uh the 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 big theme was that the ferrari was doing it down that sort of lake lakeside straight but the second they braked for that corner through the chicane the car stabilized and they could get into it um and the Mercedes was still bouncing as it was braking and going into that corner. So like they could not do the, that chicane. And they had a few attempts. At it yeah, yeah. 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 It was not, it was not pretty every onboard. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, I don't know how you're making this corner because the car's just doing, I don't know how you're keeping it in any sort of racing line. Um, so there's obviously still, still pace to find in that car, obviously. Um, they need to get on top of that though. Like it's now three races in. It looks like they're no closer to fixing that issue. Um, yeah. 
They were pretty open in saying, even going into mm. this weekend, of course, everyone was saying, have you got the new parts? And they're saying, there's not going to be parts for a while. Mm. And I think that's more of where they're saying, let's just do the best of what we can, but we realise there's no point throwing little things at it. This is a big conceptual you know, yep. kind of change. They're still adamant that the direction they're going down is the one that they want to continue going down, yep. um, which I would agree. I'd say they wouldn't have gone through this you know, with how big Mercedes are in, in terms of how good they've managed changes in the past. They've obviously seen something they like. Yep. They've been very open in saying that this isn't correlating to what they're seeing in the system, but they're getting close to kind of identifying what the difference is mm. and it's matter of going, okay, how do we then amend that so what we're seeing on the data and the track matches? And they said as well, look, bringing two cars home is perfect because they had a good solid run data on each tyres in different conditions and following cars. And they really they really are labelling these races, I think, as like extra test sessions for mm. them. To, they're still trying to get which, to grips with it. Which, so. to be honest, getting a P3 and a P4 in a glorified test session. Exactly. Not fucking That's why bad. they were quite happy. Not bad. Like, we know we're yeah. on the front, but this is the best we can do with what we've got. We can't change the past. Yeah. But going forward, we're hitting all our boxes we need to to move ahead. So, yeah. yep. if we do want to see them follow up or even have, you know, th- three team fight for I've... at least race wins, God, you know, middle letter of this year. Oh, I, I know. Then it's, um... It's, it's looking hopeful. Then don't mm. look totally lost. They've got a bit of confidence there, but they definitely are asking you know their fans to be a bit, bit, a bit patient. Yeah, might, <laughs> might be second half yeah. of the year, unfortunately. But yes, we'll see. Yep. Um, all right, I, we again mentioned it very briefly. Uh, the team fighting with Mercedes this weekend was McLaren, and my point is, uh, are McLaren good again? <laughs> uh, they did. They did a lot better. They weren't like second worst team like they were in Bahrain so um again they just looked uh, every race so far they're just looking a little bit better um they looked where we expected them to look coming in yeah right? they did exactly attribute, I will say I think they did attribute that the braking zones here are the lightest they've had all year it's and very true makes yep. it so they can run the car a bit differently with a bit less cooling and everything because that's, of course, been their Achilles heel mm-hmm. since, since testing, as we know. Um, I think, as well, it just shows an overall an overall theme that we kind of proposed early on, which is saying the midfield could really just to and fro in any sort of race. Yeah. And I think, again, that's kind of what we're seeing here. But still, it was good signs to see them out there, able to fight, able to set some good lap times. Of course, that motivates the drivers and the team and everyone knowing that, hey, this is an example that when we do line our cards up right, we can do this. Um, and it was good to see them, honestly, battling a bit with the with the Mercedes. It was quite a nice yeah. sight to see the four of them kind of running nose to tail. It was um, good, yeah. From the track side, of, it was it was cool to see. So yeah, uh, yeah. I I just kind of want them to be at the. T- it just it just feels wrong not having them sort of top of the midfield, doesn't it? Like it just when they went through so many years yeah, of building back up, it's kind of it. like that. You know. You, you don't see an Alpine up there. You go, oh, they should stay up there because you feel like they're still, mm. you know, more just up there because they've gotten things right temporarily. But McLaren, with all these changes and everything going through, you're like, if they're not up there, it's like, come on, guys! Yeah, like yep. that's, you know, you put in all this bloody good effort and showing, just you know, just so to drop back again. Like, really, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, again, similar to Mercedes, I think they have there is a, a good package there. I think they just need to again get on top of their issues like. Uh, uh, pretty much every other team that isn't Ferrari just get on top of their <laughs> issues and then they'll be there. But um, yeah, McLaren could very much be uh, be fighting with Mercedes uh, if you know if they they keep that sort of pace. Uh, it's kind of hard yeah. to judge. Again, like you said, it's it's been a bit all over the place. Particularly this race, there was um, a few questions in. I'm just going to move on to the next team because 
in in contrast to our McLaren good again, our harsh shit again, um, they were <laughs> nowhere. Like they were. They, they looked so good, those first two races, and then they come here, and even in qualifying, it's just like, where the fuck's their pace gone? They were very uncomfortable, yeah. I they d- just didn't hook it up. Just... They couldn't get a setup together. Mm. I, I guess it didn't help. Um, on, on a thing we might touch on at the end, but um, they were saying that this was the first proper race out of them all where it felt like where you qualified was really a big deal because mm. it was a bit tricky to pass yep. in that in the race, and there was a lot more trains and kind of uh, separate kind of groups of cars breaking up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, again, you, you wouldn't say that they were like the Haas of old, old, but certainly maybe the Haas of three or four years ago, they more look like, right? Kind of dabbling yeah. trying to scratch at a chance to get lucky on a, on a safety car or strategy to get a point. But otherwise they're dabbling in that, you know, P12 to P16 kind of area. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't necessarily look for too much from them. I just generally felt it was a bit of kind of like, yeah, we just realized that this isn't our strong place, but mm. we're still feeling good because the start of the year was, was positive. So I think, again, just even, even more showing that these cars, I think, are <laughs> pretty hard for yeah. even teams to set up week by week. Mm. And sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. And yep. there's still a lot of learning for everyone to do. And yeah, there might not be. It changed on a dime like that. Yeah, exactly. Still. There might not be just uh, a, a standard pecking order for this midfield. It might just, yeah, flip-flop race to race, like you say. So, um, yeah. which if it's going to flip-flop that drastically, that's insane. Like, you, I don't think we've seen anything quite that drastic. If it if that's going to be no. a constant um there i don't think we've seen anything like that for a long long time so uh i it was nice to see haas up there so i kind of hope that it is just sort of i think they said it was just set up um if hopefully it is just set up or if it's just track dependent they're just you know this is just a tricky track for them because i do it's it's nice to just see haas back at the top of the midfield like they were when they started i I just don't want to see them at the back again i've seen enough of that i I just have done so much uh i just so you know i'm just kind of hoping that this maybe is just a one-off for them um but you know it's it it remains to be seen so um let's move on to the team that probably had the worst weekend and i know you already (laughs) my my point okay so i've got here crashton martin uh or alternatively Aston Martin, as in ass. Nice, uh, very good. Take your pick. Uh, put both on the screen, and I don't know, fucking, it's fine. So let's go through Aston Martin's weekend uh, from the top. So we had Vettel, who had an engine issue during FP1. He did about 18 laps, so yeah, it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, didn't get out for FP2 at all. Uh, had his fun little scooter boy thing around the track. Gets a five thousand euro fine for that. Um, Stroll then decided he wanted to crash near the end of FP3. Vettel crashed early in the FP3. Um, they just managed to get his car out for one run in Q1 after a red flag. Why the red flag, you ask? Well, Stroll decided to crash into Latifi, of course. Gets a three-place grid penalty. Now we get to the race. Vettel crashes during the race, lap 23, out of the race. Awesome. Stroll gets a five-second penalty for weaving on the straight and drops out of the points. What a fucking shit weekend for Aston Martin. My and God. And on Vettel's return as well. He's fucking, like, yeah. A horrible return. Just, I was writing all this down. I'm like, I'm still missing stuff. I'm still missing stuff. They they really had all this shit go wrong with them. Just all weekend. Did you put the numbers together to figure out how much of a bill that is for the team? I, it's too much. Far too much. I just, that's, it's absurd. It's, it's got to be one of the worst weekends for a team that, 
in a long time that has like a lot of money. It's not like a, it's not a you know a team that is like with the fucking life engine or something. It's not they're not sitting at the back with this like unreliable <laughs> they've POS. They've spent yeah. probably more on the infrastructure than any team has. Exactly. In yeah. Years. Yeah. You know they they wanted to be fighting for championships in three years, and this is this is what they have. <laughs> This, this is what it's come to, and it's like you—they're the only team now to not have a championship point this year. After isn't that saying something? Doesn't that say a lot about what? it? Third race, and they're the only team. And when you go, <laughs> that's so bad. They after testing and everything else. Yeah, Oof. I mean, Vettel was—he—he uh, he was a weird one again. He still—he had didn't race in the first two weekends. He got next to no running in free practice. He had exactly one run uh, in Q1, and then... In a car that they said they didn't do any setup on at all, they just put the default setup on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can kind of understand why he... he, I mean, he he obviously was not comfortable in that car at all. Uh, And you can sort of understand that. Stroll was... uh, That... (sighs) just saw the worst side of Stroll, didn't uh, He's just a bit of a numpty sometimes, isn't he? I just... Sometimes he just forgets how to be a driver in Formula 1. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, if he hadn't done his weird weaving shit down the straight and gotten that penalty, he could have very well gotten the point that that Albon ended up getting for for P10, which would we'll touch on briefly a, a little bit later. But I just where where do Aston go from here? Because this is this has to be the lowest of low points for them this race. So it it's surely it's only up from here. But I mean, there's still comfortably the weakest car in on on pace i don't I, where do they go what do they do they've they've got enough there to at least i think on a good weekend when they put it together to get at least 10th or 9th or potentially an 8th right you wouldn't say that that's i mean back, stroll was there yeah see, yeah you just don't see like either it's either from the drivers or from the strategy or mm. from the setup or something that it's just like it seems it's so hard for them to just connect all the dots yeah. that everyone else seems to actually gotten a hand of this year so they can at least do it at some point and it's kind of just like mm. oh it's just a disaster. <laughs> all the pieces are there they've just completely forgotten how to put them together and and it's coming from a team that a few years ago used to be the team you know that mm. would take advantage and be the underdog and yeah would spend the, the least amount to get the most out of it right that's why i used to follow them for so many years because i love that and now it's just a complete shell of its former self mm. and it's yeah, spending all spending all this money getting nowhere at the moment. So you wonder why you wonder why uh, some of the reasons why Otmar might have left to mm, go to a different team. Yeah, maybe he, you know. <laughs> I wonder why. Who who, who could have known? I wonder where the red flag yes. starts. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's. Uh, we did briefly talk about Williams, so we'll move on to them. Uh, with Albon's no stopper. Effectively, the tire whisperer. Fucking hell, that was yeah. the one thing where we're on the floor that was really confusing because mm. you saw everyone going out there and you kind of heard occasionally going, "Oh, a few drivers haven't stopped," and you go, "Who is it?" And you go, "No, Albon has to be one of them because mm. how would he get up to seven? He wasn't there." Yeah, yeah. And then they kept going, and then they're like, everyone was getting ready for the end, and they looked up and I was like, "He's still up there." It's like, what the bloody hell's going on? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and then I realized, <laughs> go on. I was gonna say I was just watching the broadcast and like, you know, he. He was one of the ones that started on the hard tyre, which is why obviously went so long. But, um, you know, he had ample chances with the safety cars to get, like, a cheap stop. And he was just like, mm, no, nah, I'm going to take track position. I'll take track position. Yeah. And he had, like, a really, really good chance. to. It was, like, lap 37, 38. 
39-ish, which is about the length of most people had the hard on for about that amount of time before they switched off. Like that was sort of the limit that the drivers had on. You think, oh, perfect. There's a, you know, it was either a virtual or a full safety car. It was a car. VSC, yeah. but I think they said that it didn't come out at the right time for him. I he think. might have so been too far around the track. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, that could be a good point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he was forced to stay out. But, um, yeah, fair play to him. He, he apparently still had pace on that tyre and, like, 45, well, 50 laps in. Yeah. he did he was paired with Ocon the whole race. It was mainly him and Ocon kind of in a bubble of their own for 7th and 8th. And you saw Ocon was right behind him. And then every lap that comes through, Ocon was behind him. Mm. And then he started to gap on Ocon. And then he pulled out quite a big gap on Ocon. Yeah. You're like... What the bloody hell? Is there a problem with Ocon or has he just found pace? Yeah, and he yeah. even set off the race. He just said on that hard, once it worn down a bit, he was just really comfortable. And it actually showed that, you know, yes, he kind of... Well, it's not even the case of where he, he lucked out kind of due to, to strategy... Uh, not strategy, due to luck, because he kind of did stop under a racing condition. And if mm. you think about it, the grid bunching up after safety car wouldn't have helped him because that would have put the guys in a box closer to him, right? If he's yep. not boxing under sure. those conditions. But he showed that I mean, both that the Williams has decent pace when it's in the right window, and that he's, as we predicted coming back, is in, in comparison he's, he's you know, to Latifi yeah. and his overall weekend. Yeah, well, he pulled out a stunner, and then yeah. they boxed him, and there was kind of the word going, "Oh, but is he going to fall out?" And he just got out ahead of. I thought he was going to fall out of the points for sure. And, yeah. Yeah, everyone assumed that, but as I say, he just was able to pull ahead of Ocon, so they mm. weren't really fighting, so he could just focus on his pace, keeping the tyres in check, and he just got out of Zhao Guanyu, and then you had finished, and you looked up, and you went, he's in 10, and it was like, Aah! It's unreal, <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't quite believe it, Like, and he only just managed to get into the, the pits in time as well, because he was like just ahead of charles uh like i'm I'm talking like 10 seconds ahead of charles on track yes. and on the pen he was on the penultimate lap and charles was on the final lap so if he crossed if he was behind charles he wouldn't have been able to pit that lap so uh yes. he picked obviously the perfect opportunity to go in yeah what happens if he goes into pit and then he gets lapped while he's getting serviced it's like is there oh a yeah for it? i imagine there might be something yeah. like you still have to kind of do your lap maybe but maybe there's a risk that Charles is slowing down, so I don't know. Maybe how it's works, maybe it's you have they... to just pass the the actual finish, like start finish line area. But then again, that's I guess that's with the different pit boxes. Yeah, is that like, a bit unfair? The, or what was it the the Schumacher of, of days when he yeah, well... pit for his penalty on the on the final lap yeah. and it counted? And yeah, like, yeah, what? true. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wonder why they were there. But still, yeah. they timed it perfectly. Yeah. They, as I said, they took us a last minute, and he got a point for it. Yeah. Which, as you say, to his credit, it was through his pace and the strategy. Which these regulations are gonna you know, they're trying to show this is that you can run your race differently, set your car up differently. And you mm. don't need luck to sometimes get, you know, in that position where you get a point as the underdog team, you can just yep. do it through good pace and good strategy. So yeah, bloody sure. kudos to the team and him. Yeah. Well done. Well done for sure. Um, we've only got a few teams left. We'll touch on them. I wanted to, to talk about Alpine cause there was a couple of interesting things, uh, specifically with Alonso. <laughs> um, Alonso was on what, potentially could have been a fucking incredible q3 the lap. lap the lap uh i think he was he was up in sector one and he was purple sector two uh and then he got stuck in fourth gear i think coming into t11 um, he was downshifting yeah. and he got to fourth and as he got to apex when he tried to go to third yeah car didn't go to third yeah and then yeah. he kept flapping it and then the steering wheel locked up and 
Oh. Yeah, so there's a suspected hydraulic issue, um, and he was yes. he was just on such a fucking good lap. Like I don't know where it would have ended up putting him. Um, it but easily could have been P two, yep. I reckon. P one, yeah. I don't think nah, so. After that, I don't know about that yeah. at the time, it would have been P one mm. for sure. Yeah. But as it all played out, at least well, it was the top three, I reckon, easily. Yeah, right? yeah. And, so, and, and that the the stab in the back of the neck was that he felt that he had great race pace mm. too. So imagine starting up that high, he probably could have fought and controlled for a podium. And we saw how things played out. Yep. That would have been very realistic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, during the race, he did uh, he. he kind of cooked his tires during his first stint uh he was sort of he, he was like an alonzo train with about four or five other cars behind him so um i think he was kind of getting pressured to maybe use use the tires a little more than he would have wanted um and ended up starting to to get overtaken with the drs as well he got overtaken a couple of laps in a row um went backwards after he pitted he couldn't quite overtake through the field himself um it was strange because yeah. he he started on the hards yes. right and he was actually able to take advantage i believe of, mm-hmm. of a safety car pit stop so yeah. from that perspective i think he was he was a bit behind a train in i don't remember where it was it was about that midfield he was behind a train but he was in fresher tires than all of them so you thought he was but then go he started through, yeah. to go out and there was a new good battle and then you saw his onboard and i think you saw the front left and it looked hideous mm. and you went what the hell has he done and then an alpha tari went by and a house went by yeah. and he was on the radio going oh this is horrible and you went, what the hell happened? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I mean, it, it it shows at the very least that Alpine again pay. This is this is it's such a it's such a Renault <laughs> thing as well. Like they just qualify so well. They have this raw pace, and that then they flash of just yeah. There it is. But then the the, <laughs> then the race, the, whatever the race pace, it's something. It's always something during the race where they just don't have the same as everyone else um in, in saying that i mean ocon did get a p7 um i think he he kind of benefited a little bit more from from those pit stops the the safety cars and whatnot so he kind of got into a good position i mean he drove a tidy race to to get that p7 so at least get alpine some points but um yeah it's again it's it's just a track that maybe doesn't suit them because they've looked good in the first two races, even on the race pace, they've looked really, really strong, uh, particularly at, uh, at Jeddah. I mean, they looked really, really good. They look like third best team easy. So, um, easy. yeah. So I, again, maybe it's just like a track dependent thing. Maybe that grading, you know, the whatever temperatures and the abrasion of the circuit and, it's just affects the tires on so many car. factors that we just yeah, don't man. have enough races to exactly be able to say. so it's, why it's so hard yeah. to, so hard to analyze this all you can really do is kind of look at the drivers and the team's body language mm. and if, the, if they come last but they seem calm you go okay there's not much up but if yep. they you know are finishing midfield but they seem unhappy you go oh maybe there's something going on here mm, yeah so i mean we'll, we'll i i assume we'll see alpine back up again possibly at some other races again i hope this isn't them going backwards and doing and doing their Renault thing again but um yeah. we'll see it's again it's the three we'll races see. in so it's hard yeah. to say yep. it's very hard to say yeah but uh all right we'll, we'll touch on these last two teams there's not really much to say because they were both pretty quiet um alfa romeo bottas in the points again joe when you just misses out uh, I think he gets eleventh. Yeah, yeah, very, very close in the end. But uh, you know, it's it's a pretty 
pretty tidy race again from Alfa Romeo. They're sort of showing that, uh, you know, all three races, they're sort of there or thereabouts in the middle middle to upper midfield uh, at the moment. So yeah. um, that's good. They did. They both finished this time. That's good. They didn't have a weird uh, starting issue as far as I could tell. They didn't have weird gearbox issues. I don't think or, so, no. They both started pretty yeah, well. Yeah, so it's... um. Yeah, that's 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 a bonus. So maybe they've maybe they've gotten a hold of their uh, their issues and maybe fixed some of those. Because they good. struggled in qualifying as well, right? They weren't qualifying too hot. And they yeah, they bit, weren't. I think both their yeah. starts were pretty good. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's it's good to see them sort of in the mix. Awesome. Just there, yeah. right? That's what we wanted to do. We didn't want to see a, a clear back marker or so, a team or two really struggling. You know, we kind of just wanted to see at least everyone have. <laughs> potential to feed them. Um, I'd still argue those that are struggling. You can still see that potential oh, yeah, there, rather than going the Williams of late and going yeah, the yeah, true. Uh, and or the House of late, rather. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Alpha Tauri. They they were sort of running in a similar, you know, similar to Alpha. They were running really tidily. I think both of them were even running in the points at some point. Um, but they both got really unlucky with the safety cars and the pit stops, and I think they both pitted. Uh, like just before that first safety car came out, with or second uh, would have been second safety car with uh, with Vettel when he went into the wall. Pretty meta, um, I mean, yeah. They didn't exactly like. Yeah, out. so they dropped they dropped way back, and they just didn't quite have enough pace to uh, to do a huge amount. I think Gasly still did he get points? I think he did just sneak into the top ten. He got he ninth, ninth, nine. yeah, yeah. So still got there in the end. Uh, Sonoda had he just couldn't really get back up there at all um he was in that train that little train yeah. of like 12th down yeah. really just ejected from the gap yeah. and i think they were they were victim to um i think it was um alonso who was at the head of that train you mm. saw a car once they passed him was just gone right so it was one of those cases of a bottleneck so. yeah yeah so um but yeah it's uh that's all i've got i don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention i think we've just about covered everything though so um we're moving to, to Imola next week, which is another... It's a different track again. Um, Very different. <laughs> it's I don't... Yeah, I don't even know what to expect from this one because it's such like an old school track. But we'll get into that one in the, the Imola uh, race a lot preview. Of red in the crowd. Oh, there will be. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one, th- one thing we will know. So... Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts on, on this race. It's, it's kind of... It's definitely definitely a, a weird one with uh, the, the switching of the teams in, in terms of where they are so uh it's kind of hard to get a gauge of, of where we think the pecking order is because it, it feels like it changes every race so uh but let us know your thoughts in the comments if you're watching on youtube uh if you're listening on spotify then you can at us at uh final sector yt and uh, let us know your thoughts and uh yeah join us when we uh when we release our uh what did i say the imola race preview which i think it's, it's in two weeks isn't it the race so Something we might like be recording a Spotify podcast. Oh, yes, that's right. We're going to be doing that first, aren't we? Yeah, so if you're on Spotify, yes. um, you'll be getting this one a few days early. It's a full-length podcast. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be chatting about a few different things. Um, don't worry, YouTube. You will still be getting it just a few days later. Um, <laughs> but if you do want to hear it early, we'll, we'll, we're going to try and release it. Uh, what is today? Monday. We're going to try and release this this weekend, I think think we're going to try and get it on spotify weekend, yeah like so yeah. Um, and also yeah. let us know your thoughts about the changes to the track do you think it worked yeah do you think it didn't work i'm curious to see what people yeah say on that as we'll, well talk about more 
more of that on the podcast, I think, as well. We'll go into yeah. it a bit more. So, um, but yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening and uh, and watching, everyone. Uh, we'll see you on the next video or the podcast. Thanks for watching. Take care.